Isaiah, which is your chapters 1 through 39, emphasizing divine sovereignty and holiness, urging radical trust and faithfulness to the Lord, announcing judgment on sinful practices and failure to trust, envisioning God's eventual redemption of Israel in visionary and messianic terms. If you look on your bulletins, I'm going to remind you that after the message, read those questions that are there to guide you in your spiritual transformation. We come to hear the word, but we also come for the word to transform us. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. I will be reading from the scripture from the book of Isaiah. I will be reading from the first chapter, verses 1 and verses 10 through 20. The vision of Isaiah's son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uriah, Uriah Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judea. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I have, been enough, I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of the lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who acts this from your hand? Trample my courts no more. Bringing offerings is futile. Incense is an, an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and calling of convocation, I cannot endure Solomon assemblies with inequity. Your new moons and your appointed festivals my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, even though you make many prayers. I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove your evil deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Come now. Let us argue it out, says the Lord. 
If your sins are like scarlet, will they become like snow? If they are red like crimson, will they become like wool? If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And this is the word of God for the people of God. And the people say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. When I pray these words, I think about Curcio. For those of you who don't know, Curcio is a three-day experience that looks at discipleship as a lifestyle from the New Testament perspective. A lifestyle from the New Testament perspective. A way in which a person or a group lives. Curcio is the one place I have been able to get a glimpse of the vision I have when I pray those words in the Lord's Prayer. Curcio is an experience centered around God's love. A time filled with God's grace to deepen your faith with Christ. In today's passage, Isaiah is speaking to the people about learning to live a lifestyle of faithfulness. Verses 10 through 15 have Isaiah telling the people that the Lord wants faithfulness above ritual observations. Worship is hypocritical in the face of disregard for the covenant demands of justice and righteousness. God does not want the fake rituals of their animal sacrifices that are so common in their culture. What good is rituals if the heart is not transformed and filled with God's grace and love? If it is not of or for God, it is worthless. Their self-righteous and pious words and actions do not draw them near to God. When the people extend their hands to God, when the people pray to God, he will not see them. He will not listen to them. Why? Are they reaching and praying for God's will or their own? Verses 16 through 17 are known as Isaiah's famous list of what is positively required for covenant obedience. 
covenant to our Lord. Isaiah's list mentions actions that come from the transformative power of God's grace. Actions that we know as works of mercy. You see, John Wesley had a list of what he considered to be works of mercy that he derived from Isaiah's list. Actions that we take, not because we feel sorry for someone, but because we love them. Feeding the hungry. Providing clothing and shelter for those in need. Visiting the sick and those in prison. Welcoming the stranger. Comforting the afflicted. Offering counsel, advice, and encouragement to those who need to know God or who desire to grow in their relationship with God. When we carry out works of mercy, we are addressing the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of God's children. And as United Methodists, we believe that God's grace is to be found through regular channels appointed by God. According to John Wesley, works of mercy involve us assisting others and drawing us into relationship with them. Good works are born out of a love for God and our neighbors, not out of self. Works of mercy are concrete expressions of love for our neighbors, and they are a means of grace. The Holy Spirit enables us to grow in understanding, compassion, and other fruits of the Spirit. You see, as United Methodists, we have three general rules in life that we follow when living in community. One is to avoid evil of all sorts. Two is to do good of all sorts. And three is to attend upon all of the ordinances of God. The Methodist understanding of spiritual transformation is that in the pursuit of sanctification, one's will and affections are positively transformed so that by grace, a person comes to the point where you really genuinely dislike evil and genuinely desire to do good. It is through our vision, intention, and means that we make the choice to agree and obey God's will instead of our own. Wash, be clean in God's grace, because God's grace makes it possible. Makes it possible to learn to do good. And as the passage in Isaiah says at the end, if you agree and obey, 
you will eat the best food of the land. Amen. Let us pray. God, our loving Father, just like the people of the Old Testament, we are normal embodied creatures serving our own wills and egos. We need your spirit to abide in each of us. We need your grace. Renew our sight. Renew our wills and affections to live out the general rules for community living, both in the church and in the world. To do no harm, to do good, and to follow the ordinances of God. I pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask you to open up, and we're going to celebrate the table of God. We're going to begin the great thanksgiving in our United Methodist hymnal on page 12. But before we start, I want you to notice, because you're going to have to get used to this, because you will be seeing it every Communion Sunday. If you notice, I have on my Curcio cross, for those of you who went, I have on my Curcio earrings, and I have a pair of Curcio sandals that I forgot to put on this morning. All of these are the rainbow, the sign of God's covenant with all of us. And because of God's covenant and God's grace, we have the free will to follow and obey God's covenant. And today's service is a means of grace. I believe in the power of the transformation of communion. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Please join with me in the confession and pardon. Merciful God, we confess that, that we, we have, have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, we have, have failed, failed to be an obedient church. church. We, we have, have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to God. God. Amen. Amen. And now taking the bread and cup. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which I have given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. <laughs> 